Welcome to the Sergeant Memorial Room. Welcome to the main library. And it's a great day for African American Month, which is February, February 5th. And I want to welcome each and every one of you. It's a great honor and privilege to have you all here. I'm the head of the Sergeant Memorial Room, being a historian. For several years, I have been conducting a genealogy class. So my director felt like, well, we need to do something for African Americans. And I said, well, I do everybody. So you've got your handouts, and um, we're going to start in trying to find those lost ancestors. It's going to be painless, and you're going to go out, and you're going to start doing a few, little bit of research, and you're going to do just fine. Everybody wants to know where their ancestors came from. What year did they come over to this great country called America? Who were they? Where, did, where were they born? Uh, what did they bring to this country? Uh, we all know they brought their heritage. But it's expensive now. Being the third largest hobby, everybody's jumped on the bandwagon and wants to charge. So, uh, I'm going to do, I'm, I've got a little bit of the scotch in me. So if you know about scotch people, we're a little frugal when it comes to our money. And of course, with the economy being a little sluggish, yes, we have to be a little frugal. And so when you decide to go to a bookstore and see that book, that is $39.99, you just put it down like I do and say, well, I think I'm going to leave that for that other special person that comes after me and keep a little extra money in my pocket. I would like for you all to pick up your pens, and I want you, I'm going to give you an uh, address of a company on the Internet that's going to save you money, and it's called abebooks.com. A B E books.com. Now, being a librarian head of the sergeant room, a lot of times books go missing. A lot of times their copyrights are long gone. And I had a little scenario that happened to me several years ago. Someone called me up in Williamsburg and they needed a certain type of book on Bruton Parish Church. And I went to my more or less shelf. I found it. I laid it out for them. They were excited. But unfortunately, there was a little typo in it. The printers left out five pages. It was 1947 edition. And I just got online to abbooks.com and got that book back here for $5. When I go to a bookstore, I look at different books. I look at the prices. And then I consult my old friend, abbooks.com. And usually it's a little bit cheaper. So this is going to help you when you start buying things. Um, I would also like to recommend that you can go to abbooks.com and get this little book. Mark it down. Uh, it's a great little book. You probably can get it for $1 or $2. This is what more or less got me started on my ancestry, looking for my family. And I think that you will like it. I'm going to pass it around. And um, you can get it. It's full of information. And it, is, it might not be as elaborate as $39.99 at the local bookstore. But I guarantee one thing, it's a lot of good information. Also, when you get on in genealogy, a lot of times you have to write. Now, a lot of you, your families may be come from North Carolina, South Carolina, Carolina New Jersey. Uh, you never know. So um, you have to find out where that place is. 
So once you establish that place, that is when you come to see me and get the green book. And the green book will give you every library, every historical society that is in the country. Let's say your family came from Texas. I don't know what part, but you can look in here and get an address. Now, the book is about four years old. However, if you go online to that historical society or library, you can see if they moved or changed the phone number. Nothing is any worse than to write a nice letter and then have it come back, especially if you have a check in it. So I always tell everybody, use this and then turn around and get on the internet and find if they are still established. Another thing that is very important is vital records, and this is our handbook. The same thing applies. You have a copy of the forms for a death certificate, uh, the right, but like I said, a lot of times these places, more or less, they run out of space, they have to move to bigger headquarters. So you may have a form, but please double check yourself on the internet to make sure they're still there at the same address. Now, there's another book that I recommend. This is mine. It's called Roots for Children, Roots for Kids. Now, you may say, well, I don't know about that. Believe me, simple language, wonderful forms in the back, census forms. It's very down-to-earth language. I picked this up many years ago. And you can probably, most likely, get it probably maybe for a dollar at abbooks.com. This is good. This is very good. So I'm going to pass it around also. Now I'm going to take you through in more or less genealogy. Now I take a lot of you new, and I know I always get from the table when I do my class, oh, Mr. Hitchings, if only I talked to Mama. Oh, if I only talked to Dad. Well, they're not around. That's okay. We're going to get around that. But first of all, I always recommend, when you're looking for your ancestry, always remember your mother or your father's first cousins. Because nobody ever thinks about those cousins. Now, you have first cousins, but you know your mama and daddy had a first cousin. And nine times out of ten, that first cousin is going to have something that should have come down on your line. And uh, so I always say, Contact. Make a, make a con connection with these individuals. Make an appointment with them. Talk to them. Pick out a person you want to you know, talk about, an interview with this first cousin of your parents. Now, I'll tell you why, because they will have a little key that you do not know. They may be an older cousin. So these cousins are very important. They also may have the family Bible. They also, I guarantee, they will have some photographs of your missing ancestors that you will never know. And, and how wonderful it is to see them on paper and on the census form, and then you get a picture and see what they come back, how it merges, and then it's complete. Now you see what that individual looks like. Um, after you talk to your relatives, and get a little book when you do this. Get a little book out and put down the date you interviewed, and there's one thing that is very important. Our, you know, our body, our metabolism, each is different. Our colors are different, and each of us have that little bit of uh, hereditary materials that we inherit from both parents. Gray eyes, brown eyes, dark hair, light hair, very important. Now, when you go to a doctor for a physical, you know he's going to give you a form to fill out. 
health is very important. And they will ask you a lot of questions like, do you have sickle cell anemia that runs in your family? How about tuberculosis, cancer, cystic fibrosis, all these little diseases. Well, it's very important to ask your relatives this. Ask about that individual that passed away. What did they die of? And most important, where are they buried? It could be in a family cemetery, it could be in a regular cemetery, or in the church cemetery. This is a very important to know where they are. A lot of people come to me and ask me, well, Mr. Hitchings, my family passed away in Surrey County. Surrey County is large. And I always uh, tell them, I said, well, you need to go to circuit court, but actually contact somebody. Contact some, a relative that may take you there. Because a lot of times a library or circuit court is not going to have that where they were buried. Um, I always tell a little interesting story that, and I'm very folksy, when you're doing research and you're interviewing people, um, one of the first things you do is if you go to a new town that your family came from and um, you don't know anybody in that town, and before you get to the circuit court, go to the local barber or the hairdresser. This is important because you know that barber and their hairdresser knows everything going in that small town. And I guarantee you go to that barber that cuts that hair of that individual and you say, I'm looking for the Weems family. He's going to say, well, you know there's a Weems that come in here and he's one of the oldest citizens here. And I guarantee he'll hook you up and the next thing you know, he'll more or less answer all your questions. I had a patron who was African American from Surrey County, loved her dearly. She, I worked with her for a month, and I said, you're going to have to go to circuit court in Surrey. You have to go there because that's where the key is. That's where you're going to unlock everything that circuit court. I said, but, but before you go, I said, go to the local barber or the hairdresser. And she put her hands on me. Now, why do you want me to go there? I said, because that individual that cuts hair is going to know everything in town. Go to that person. And I said, when you go to that person, they will hook you up. Well, she listened to me, and she ended up going to the local barber shop in Surrey. He said, I know that last name. There's a minister by that last name. Well, he called him up. This little minister, 94 years old, came into the barber shop. They were third cousins, twice removed. They came together. He took her home, had lunch, took her to the family cemetery, took her to the family farm. Fabulous. So a lot of times, it's a hobby that you have to talk. You can't be shy in this. And I always tell everybody to talk a little bit. Now, after you've finished you know, visiting the cemeteries uh, and finding out where they all are, they may not have a tombstone. That's where you check the church. The church records are very important. They should have a record of that individual buried there. And also, uh, I've helped a lot of people before you send off a death certificate in Virginia or anywhere else, also more or less check to see if the undertaker, the funeral home is still around. They keep records. And they will be more happy to share those records. And then that way you save a little money. And uh, you won't have to dish so much out. I don't think anybody's in here that's a millionaire. So, so anyway, then once you get to the circuit court, 
most important, you'd be surprised how many people did own land. Even if it was one acre, it's your family's. And um, you can see, go to the deed book, look for the, the deeds, and then you can start tracing it and see how long they were on that property. And usually a clerk in the court is most helpful. If they can find out that you're sincere, you're looking for, they're right in there, like I'm with my patrons. When you're doing African-American history, I don't like to say this, but you were, a lot of people were property, deeds. And so this is where you're going to find your information. Now, I helped a person not too long ago find the manumission papers, and that is when a person was granted their freedom, manumission. You're going to find that in the deeds, and it's a wonderful source when you find out that one of your members of the family bought their freedom or maybe was granted their freedom, and the individual would sign up a paper, what they call manumission paper, and then that paper is recorded in the deeds. It's a fabulous way to find out your ancestors because it will list not only their name, how tall they were, how much they weighed, if they had, if they were light-skinned, dark-skinned, or even in, in kind of marks or scars. They listed everything. And this was a guaranteed title of, of freedom. And you find that in the deed books. So when you're looking in um, the circuit court, always look for manumission papers, look at the last name and see. You'd be surprised. People recorded a lot of things. Now you'd be surprised I've come across where a lot of people recorded when there was a birth of a child or a neighbor, they would give that young infant a colt, a young colt. And they would go down to the circuit court, record that today I give to infant John Henry a colt for being born. So this is most interesting also. You'd be surprised what you will find in the deeds, most important, and especially uh, family members. Now I do know, looking through the court records in Portsmouth, uh, Portsmouth became a city in 1858. Uh, you'll see a lot of individuals applying for their freedom, getting their manumission papers. It is no slave owner, it's nobody there. They all show up in court and the judge grants them manumission and you can read off all the names. I've seen 50 names or 60 names and they will say, now this is your manumission papers, it's been recorded. So uh, it's interesting because you see where slavery might have been going out in this area. But anyway, please, by all, this is going to help you a lot in deeds. Very important. So, Now what do you find in the circuit court or the county court? Well, most times you're going to find marriage license, marriage records, divorce records, chancery suits, probates records, deeds, and of course tax records. All this is very, is very important. One of my favorite in the, in the circuit court, and I guess I got to be a little different, is I like chancery suits. And chancery, all people, you know, was a lot of times had a little lawsuit against them. One of my ancestors in 1832 had a little lawsuit over in Portsmouth. He ran a general store. Now, we would never take this to court today. But anyway, he sold a box of candles to this individual. Well, when the individual got home, his candles were broken. 
he wanted Mr. Hitchings giving back his money. Mr. Hitchings says, I'm sorry, I packed those candles in that box. They were all right. You're the one that broke them. Well, anyway, it went to court. Now, who would ever think about going to court over some broken candles? But this is, these, these were the times. This was our ancestors. So uh, it's right interesting. Of course, Mr. Hitchings won out. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, chancery can be, we can ch chuckle at it and sort of laugh. Very good information. Now, the census records. How many of you have looked at the census records? Okay. Now, what I'm going to say is you probably looked at the regular census. Well, when that census man went around, he had about four books with him. I don't know, either he probably went in a little gig, which is just a one horse, a little backboard, or, or maybe a carriage, we don't know. But four large books are quite heavy. He would more or less come to your house, and sometimes it would be a little insulting questions because he would say, when were you born? Do you own? Do you rent? We don't like that. I mean, how many children have you had? How many deaths have you had in the family? You know, things that are a little personal. And so the census man was not very popular. It's not like our telemarketers that we get today on the phone. But anyway, one thing he did leave with us, if that individual opened up the door. A lot of times people did not open up that door for that census man. Some of my people felt like they were a little insulting questions. They didn't open up that door. So when you cannot find your family, don't get upset. It's just that they felt like he was being too nosy. And, um, but you had the regular census, which would list the family and siblings and how old they were and what he did for occupation. The agricultural census is most important. That would more or less, if your family was in the farming, how many acres that he had to plow? Did he use water power? Did he more or less how many hands he had to help him work that form. Most vital. The other one is the mortality census. Now the mortality, if he arrived at your house in 1860, he would say, well, tell me about the individual that passed away in 1859. Who was that person? How old? What did they die of? Uh, you know, um, how long did they suffer with this disease? That's very important. And of course, the manufacturer census. A lot of times people had their own business, shoe business, cobbler, a cooper, barrel maker. And he would list in his supplies the uh, rings for that barrel, how many slats would go in the barrel. He would list how much he had in stock to make those barrels. So the manufacturer census is very important. Even like the shoe business, how much leather, how much lace that you have. Uh, it's very important. Now, I do not have that in my room upstairs, but Richmond does, and we can get it for you in the interlibrary loan. It's very important. So most people look at the um, regular census, but look back about if they own land and what they were raising. Very important. Um, the next thing I like to mark, talk about is church records. Church records are very important. You have, if your family always, in, when you do your interviewing with different individuals, more or less ask what religion uh, were they more or less Methodist, African American Episcopal, uh, were they um, Quaker, were they, um, you know, Mormon. All this is very important. 
and uh, because then you know what church you can more or less track down. And in those records, it will list when they, you know, how they were, when they died, where they're buried, and who was the uh, official that more or less said the sermon. Most important. So when you cannot find all that information and you're looking for something, a death date, think about the church. Think about what religion. Because when you go that way, you know, you will more or less find the individual or find that information out. I want to show you about the annexation of Norfolk. We started off very small, and over the years, we more or less grew the evolution of Norfolk. And you can see how we annexed a lot of property to make us today what we are. We're large. Now, when you're doing research on your family farm or your family, remember, times change. More or less part of, you know, what was the county will become part of the city. The same thing like this. All of this one time was Norfolk County. Norfolk County was huge. And you can look at it and see when it was annexed. I had a gentleman tell me the other day that his family had a farm over there at Old Dominion University. And I knew exactly what he was talking about. And, of course, it's not, you would never think of a farmland being over there ODU is. But it was. So when you're doing research, the land is very important. Now, another good example is if you look over in Hampton and Newport News, we had a old county called Warwick, long gone. Warwick was gobbled up by um, Newport News and Hampton. The same thing that a lot of Norfolk County was gobbled up in Portsmouth as well as Norfolk. The rest of Norfolk County became the city of Chesapeake in 1964. Then we had, oh, at Virginia Beach, Princess Anne County. That was swallowed up by Virginia Beach. So when you're doing research, no matter what county it is in Virginia, or Mississippi, or New Orleans, no matter what state, look at the land. Look at it today because uh, it might be, that land that your family might have farmed might be part of a city and under a large building. So this is what I always tell everybody. And I always have a little different story to tell also about what happened to me. Years ago, in our country, we had small farms. We had little townships. You've heard of London Bridge. You've heard of Butt Station Road. There's little townships. We had them throughout the South. And some of those townships are long gone. Well, one of my ancestors came from the Eastern Shore. Well, I decided to go to the Eastern Shore. We all know where the Eastern Shore is. I go over to pay the toll. I spend some money. Didn't find anything. I happened to go to a lecture. This is many years ago. And there was a lady that was doing research and doing a lecture on Prince Anne County, Virginia Beach. And I found out what Eastern Shore was. It was a little township in Virginia Beach. And on Laskin Road, and there's only one thing there on Laskin Road, is Eastern Shore Chapel. That was where part of my family came from. So I always say, don't do what I do. You're going to make your mistakes. Then you're going to chuckle about it. But here I go, think about me paying that toll and going all the way over to the Eastern Shore <laughs> when they're in my own backyard. So this is why it's important when you establish your family, find out where they were and, and the land changes. 
good example is so many people will come see me and they'll say, my family's from Norfolk, I can't find them. And I'll say, you mean Norfolk County? No, Norfolk. And I have to send them to Chesapeake and then that's where they'll find their family. You have to sort of know the boundary lines of what has taken place to um, what it is today. Um, vital records. Now we all have birth, death, marriage records. You can get them up at the state. But anyway, um, usually to get something like that is going to cost a little money, a record. Usually a certified about $12. But um, see what you can do here at the local churches because if you can find a date, then you will have to pay that. So, and, and most people are very, uh, when you go to them, very willing to help. So, and like I mentioned about funeral homes, if you cannot find that information and before you buy that death certificate, look at the surrounding funeral homes. They might be in existence. Uh, Hale Funeral Home is a great is an old established funeral home. Um, I hate to say it, a lot of their records went out, they had some water damage, but some of the other established funeral homes that are still around, uh, uh, they will be most helpful. Uh, and then there's places that you can visit. There's places one can visit. Um, the Virginia Historical Society, Library of Virginia, you go to Google, I have everything written down here. Always go to Google, plug these little names in, and you will find a lot of information that maybe um, you might not find in the regular library here. Um, if you're looking for military records, the National Archives in Washington, D.C. has the military records. They have the Spanish-American War, the War of 1812, Revolution, Civil War, all that is there. Um, I must tell you, it's sad to tell you this, but a lot of the World War II as well as World War I records were burned up in a fire uh, down in Missouri in 1972. They had a warehouse fire, which is awful, um, just to let you know, but still right, they may have a little something. Um, I always tell everybody, you don't know what might have been salvaged from that fire. So um, think about if you're interested in military records or your family, National Archives. Do not go, folks. Do not go on a weekend. Call first because there's been a lot of cutbacks, changes, and I hate for all of you to make a trip up on a Saturday and then find out they do not have somebody there to pull the record. I'm Troy Vallis. I'm actually the assistant archivist and the digital guy for, for the library. Uh, of course, I've been working for the library system for about six years now, and uh, so usually anytime people have questions about uh, scanning images or looking online and everything, uh, I'm the guy. Um, basically, today I'm going to try to take a survey of some of the websites that are out there that you can get to. Uh, some of them are subscription-based which means uh, the best bet is to come to the library because we'll, us or maybe one of the other public libraries, we will have the databases available. Uh, and then a lot of the other websites are free. So I'll start out with right here at the library. Under the genealogy and local history, uh, we have tried to have an, uh, links uh, 
to the region as well as some of the gene basic genealogy resources that are out there. Um, of course, with us being Norfolk and for the region, we've tried to put links uh, and show some of our resources that are digital uh, in this uh, library system. We do have Ancestry.com. Uh, we do have a subscription to it. You can actually come to us not, not only in the library, in the sergeant room, but also any of our library branches. Uh, one of those public computers does have access to it. Or if you have Wi-Fi and a laptop, and uh, you can just go into some of the libraries that do have Wi-Fi. Uh, I believe most of them do now, but especially Pratlow, Park Place, and us. We definitely have Wi-Fi here. We do have links to the Virginian pilot that it has been digitized. Uh, the pilot starts from about 1990 onward. We have articles on, so if you're looking for obituaries, uh, you can go through uh, the local newspapers section. One thing that we do have that, uh, believe it or not, a lot of cities do not have this available is our city directories and we have scanned our city directories from 1851 all the way up to 1931. If your family is living here in the city of Norfolk and Portsmouth, there's a good chance they're gonna be in, this, in these directories. And we have what they call bookmarks. We've tabbed the, the PDF file so that uh, allow for easier navigation. We are currently working on digitizing our photographs and also maps as well as uh, other documents, but mainly photographs and maps. We have atlases, so as Robert was saying, if your people lived uh, like in the Brambleton section, you can pull up the maps from 1892. The electronic version is 1990, but we do have microfilm collection of the entire series, as well as the uh, journal, uh, Norfolk Journal and Guide and the Norfolk Ledger Dispatch. And we do have uh, equipment here that will scan the microfilm. Uh, so you can digitize, say you find your grandmother's obituary or your wedding announcement. You can actually scan off the microfilm uh, and save it as a image or as a PDF file and you can take that with you. So there, we do have that capability here in the library. Let me take you into Ancestry real quick. Ancestry, one thing to understand is uh, Ancestry.com, it's the mammoth digital resources online. I mean, it's, it's the Microsoft of genealogy uh, resources online. So uh, Family Tree Maker uh, is their software that is like out there. Uh, it probably has the lion's share of the, all the software for genealogy. So um, they, they've gone into all the libraries, like the National Archives, state libraries, uh, local libraries, scanning all their records, or especially a lot of records that they can use uh, that you'll find up here. Um, and of course, a lot of these records are available at, their li at those libraries and locations. 
they break it down they've tried to make it pretty easy on searching so they break it down to like the census records um, and as in, in terms of what Robert was saying they are only offering the uh, pub, uh, oh, the population census uh, so like the people who, who's living at here uh, they also have the slave uh, schedules um, as well. Basically, it's going to give you, I've seen it where it's basically either a first name and an age, uh, or maybe uh, African man, uh, 45, uh, his owner is John Williams. And uh, so sometimes it's a matter of looking at like the deeds and the transcriptions uh, for like the census records later, like 1870, and then trying to work your way back. Yeah, this is the one thing to remember about Ancestry is that they're looking at a, a country and a state level. Um, so a lot of the local stuff uh, tends to be more at in the county courthouses uh, and everything. So it's, as Robert was saying, like the uh, emancipation uh, records or uh, like the tax records for the county. Uh, a lot of that's going to be on the county level. Their ancestry hasn't touched that stuff yet and I don't think they'll probably ever really touch it. Uh, it just depends on they're, they're more of that broad overview. Not only do you have the census records, you have the birth, marriage and death records. Uh, here's actually to help you in your research of the mid 20th century people, the 1900s, 1950s onward, uh, you have the Social Security Death Index. So if your grandmother or your father or a family member had a Social Security number and they've died within the last 50 years, uh, most more than likely they will be on that list. The, the one thing to remember in, in any of your research online is that you have to be patient you have to be you have to, it's like um, net fishing you got to cast out a wide net and then you just got to whittle away at the resources uh, they're constantly adding to this so it's give it a few months go back and check again uh, and we'll see um, one of the other things military records Especially the ones that, if you have family that uh, possibly fought in the military, or if nothing else, just to see where they are at a given time, the World War I and the World War II draft cards are a great resource to look. Um, you can uh, see where they are as of that moment in that year, and it may, uh, where the directories or where the census records will miss out you can catch them. Uh, Ancestry also has uh, slave narratives and what they call memories and stories. So uh, if you have family that were slaves in other states uh, or even in Virginia, uh, there may be stories so you can kind of get an idea of what life was like in that area at that time. Um, so it's just sometimes, and it may turn out as again, it's just like net fishing. You never know what you're going to find. 
it may be that this person was living in the county next next to your people and there's a story about what's going on so it's it just helps uh, add a little bit layer to your family history Sanborn maps kind of getting back a little bit to researching your people here in Virginia these maps originally were fire insurance maps but what they will do is they will give you uh, a street level building level map at various times so you can see uh, the size of the building unfortunately they're not colored uh, but if it was colored it would tell you if it's a framed wooden building or a brick building uh, but uh, for a lot of the areas around the turn of the century, for the first 50 years in the 1900s, uh, if you have family living in the cities, especially here in Virginia, uh, you can look and see uh, where they were living. You need to take like the city directories uh, to find the address, <coughs> but you can pull up the Sanborns to show you where they were in the city. Uh, first one I'll take you to is RootsWeb. Uh, RootsWeb is actually a free website that volunteers have put together um, and have maintained over the year. Of course, Ancestry has taken RootsWeb and, and is supporting it now, but uh, it's still its own a bit separate entity. Uh, you can do family trees. You can uh, put family trees up or you can look search for family trees it has a very active uh, boards bulletin boards online that you can look and post uh, everything from counties so you can see kind of like all the different boards that have been posted uh, messages so it's a good way to kind of like put in hey I'm looking for this family do you know who this is and let me take you to Jim Webb GenWeb is actually uh, all volunteer driven. It, this is a free uh, website as well. Uh, everybody that puts up is volunteered. There's no paid staff or anybody. Uh, they break it down by states uh, and then they break it down to the county level. So um, resources, so if you're dealing with um, like Sussex County, there's a website, generally information mailing list, and just basic information about uh, the county. So it just depends on how much people have put in to these different uh, counties. Companion is what they call the archives. So basically, uh, this is where a lot of the records, actual records and transcriptions are held. So the GenWeb archive, GenWeb itself is more of how, where to find stuff, uh, who to contact, history. Uh, the archives is, is where the records are generally kept. If you, if you are really just starting out and just want to find out where to go website-wise, Cindy's List is probably the oldest and like most respected websites. Um, it's kind of a clearinghouse for all the uh, different websites out there for genealogy and research. You got everything from uh, African-American to Norway, obituaries, European. Uh, it's just 
she just, uh, they've just put a whole lot of stuff up. Here's another like volunteer based uh, website for African American research. So again, they post uh, documents and a lot of it out there these days will have these websites that kind of overlap. So it's, it's good to check each one. Uh, I know a lot of people tend to do like RootsWeb or, or um, uh, GenWeb, but sometimes it's these other websites that are out there that you can find. And who knows, uh, you might come across a, a cousin, an aunt, uh, a family relation back when. Thank you.